Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. I'm Justin Michael. Hope everybody has had a great weekend. Hope everybody is safe out there. I mean tornadoes and hail the size of golf balls it's been crazy definitely hope none of you guys were at that red rock show i live pretty close to the amphitheater and it's it's been a pretty wild couple of days really scary at times but we're going to talk a little recruiting on this podcast in the intro i'm going to talk about four-star wide receiver jordan ross he is one of many prospects visiting csu this weekend i think there's a pretty good chance that the rams are going to be in the mix for him After that, we're going to get into the latest with San Diego State, the Mountain West, the Pac-12, all that drama, the June 30th deadline quickly approaching. And as far as we know, at least publicly, still no invite for the Pac-12 for San Diego State. Potentially shaping up to be a pretty awkward situation here. Before we get into everything, when you get hurt, Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They have been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. No upfront fee to speak with you about your case. No fee while they work on your case. No fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Backus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients, now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Backus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault. Car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. Also, professional rugby has returned to Rugby Town USA. Your hometown American Raptors have begun their six-match homestand against the six South American rugby teams that make up the brand-new Super Rugby Americas competition. You can find that full schedule at AmericanRaptors.com. What's even better, though, our guy Colton Strickler, he's going to have everything covered for you with the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. He is a CSU alum, really good dude, uh, genuinely Really interesting podcast as well. 101 Rugby Pods. They have exclusive interviews with athletes and coaches, betting advice, literally everything you could want. Follow him on Twitter at Colton Strickler. Also our rugby account, DNVR underscore rugby to keep up with all the latest news. Tickets are just $10 and children 12 and under are free for all American Raptors matches. If you can't make it, you can watch it live on ESPN+. Finally, if you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby may just be your next ride. Um, The American Raptors are really cool because they take athletes from all backgrounds in football, basketball, wrestling, soccer, you name it. These athletes already have all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby, and they've proven that. They've been able to develop quite a few success stories. Check it out, American Raptors. Cool, 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 cool. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Jordan Ross, four-star athlete, according to 247 Sports, has a four-star composite score, offers from Michigan State, Arizona, uh, Auburn, CU, Fresno State, Nevada, Notre Dame, UNLV, Utah, Washington, Washington State. So quite a bit of interest from premier programs up and down the West Coast, a couple of SEC schools in there, Notre Dame. 
So the fact that the Rams are in the mix for this guy, definitely encouraging. I would say it's a testament to the coaching staff and their efforts. I've talked about that a lot. Their persistence, their continued efforts to go out on the road. Not every staff does this, trust me. Also helps that you have a really genuine head coach in Jay Norvell. Really cool dude in Matt Mummy as the associate head coach slash quarterbacks coach. They run a fun offense that's up-tempo, explosive. All of that is a, is a big benefit. Y'all already know that I think Chad Savage is a rising star. He's an absolute dynamite recruiter. And I want to make sure that he gets his flowers, he gets his credit, as well as this entire recruiting staff, just top to bottom, doing a really stellar job. This 2024 class coming together really nicely. You have a really encouraging quarterback on board, explosive receiver. They're really doing a good job building the depth and the trenches up. But I think I said on the pod a couple of days ago that it feels like they're due for a receiver, for an explosive skill guy, and it it just might be Jordan Ross. He's one of the best prospects coming out of California, listed at six foot, 170 pounds, so not the, the biggest guy in the world. But when I watch him on film, the thing that really stands out to me is he's one of those guys that's so fast but also so fluid while he's running. It doesn't even really look like he's trying that hard. It definitely doesn't look like he's breaking a sweat. You watch him and you're like, is he is he even going full speed? And then you realize he's just gapping these defensive backs, creating all kinds of separation effortlessly. It's pretty dang impressive. And I would say that his nickname, the Route Reaper, is very accurate. It's also Kick-Ass, just an awesome nickname. He has a really quick first step. He uses the space to his advantage. There's a goal line sequence where, you know, he goes hard outside, comes back inside, just absolutely leaves the the DB with broken ankles. Love to see that. I love to see the way he uses space in general. It's obviously a small sample size on huddle. Got to watch highlights responsibly and understand that players are only going to use their their best plays. But there's another route where you know, he kind of slows down because he's approaching the safety and he gives the quarterback a throwing opportunity. And that's demonstrating a a savviness and a feel for the play that not everybody has at this age. The best wide receivers, even if they have burner speed, it's, it's not necessarily going, you know, gas down all the time. But when he needs to, goes from zero to 100 real quick. I like that he lets the play develop on the couple of screens we're able to see lets the blockers develop, and then, again, reads the space, doesn't just run into their butts. We see that all the time, especially at the high school level. He's a really intriguing prospect, and I think he would be a perfect fit in the air raid. He's definitely a Jay Norvell-type wide receiver. I see some Torrey Horton in him with his vertical game. I mean, I just don't see Mountain West Corners being able to cover this guy consistently. They're not going to be able to run with him on a vertical route. But as I already talked about, he demonstrates some savviness. I think he's a three-level receiver, a guy that could make an impact in the screen game, a guy in the intermediate passing game, and again, over the top. And that's not always easy to find, especially as a G5 school. You know, if you're Alabama, all right, most of your receivers are going to be able to do that. But that's how good Jordan Ross is. He's SEC good, Power 5 good. You could see this guy starting anywhere in the country. And if CSU doesn't land him, you know, kind of like games, it's tough to go the moral victory route, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But the fact that we're even in the mix for this type of player after the last five, six years that CSU has had, it shows you what this staff is building. And it shows you what can happen if you actually go out and grind as a staff, put in the necessary work, 
don't just throw your hands in the air and say, oh, what are we supposed to do? Pour us just a small Mountain West school. I guess we'll just sign a bunch of kids that should probably be playing in the big sky and hope that it pans out. No, we should be recruiting the types of athletes that you see at San Diego State, at Boise State, at Fresno State, because we have everything that those programs have to offer. And once we get these players on campus, we're seeing that the staff's track record under Norvell, it's pretty good. Again, as far as Jordan Ross goes, I don't want to get everybody's hopes excited or anything like that, but we'll see. We'll see. Michigan State's hot on him too, but that is a long way from home. If he plays at CSU, he's going to have more of an opportunity to play in front of friends and family. I know that USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten in 2024, so it won't be like they have no opportunities, but it's not the same. And frankly, I feel like if he comes to CSU, it's going to be a situation much like Torrey Horton, much like Romeo Dubs, where you're going to be able to really contribute and make a name for yourself in this offense. At Michigan State, that's a bit of a gamble. The one thing CSU's had going for it as an institution these past couple years, both with football and basketball, if nothing else, it's proven to be a place where you can prove that you are a professional caliber player. Trey McBride, David Roddy. Those guys could have gone anywhere in the country, but they came to CSU. They were able to play right away. They were able to develop and flourish. And either one of those guys would tell you it was the best decision that they had made. You know, again, don't want to get everybody's hopes up too high or anything like that, but I'm cautiously optimistic about CSU's potential to sign this kid because I imagine CSU is driving home a lot of these same selling points on the visit. And on top of that, Fort Collins, incredible. Campus, amazing. The uniforms look great. Those new, the new uniforms are really popping in the recruiting picks. The vibes, they've been immaculate. And hopefully they continue with CSU landing a, a four-star prospect again. They signed Damian Henderson in the last cycle. They've brought over more four-stars via the transfer portal. Clay Millen, Aiden Hector, Chigozi Anusium. They're all former four-star prospects. But one more wouldn't hurt, especially a guy with as much explosive potential as Jordan Ross These stats are never great on max preps because you have to rely on them updating and very few teams do. But according to max preps in six games this past year, 25 receptions, 418 yards, averaged 16.7 yards per reception, averaged just under 70 yards a game, had six touchdowns with a long of 75 yards. All right, we're going to move on. We are going to talk about San Diego State, the drama brewing with the Mountain West. But I do want to talk to you guys about the beer of the month with the homies Breckenridge Brewery, the Mountain Beach Sour. One of my personal favorites, it's got the perfect amount of sweetness and tartness, doesn't overwhelm you with either one of those aspects. I'm getting to the point, we've got the fourth coming up, maybe got to let it loose, go full Stone Cold Steve Austin, bang a couple of them together, go crazy. Can I get a hell yeah? Anyways, Breck Brew has been doing it for 32 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer made with 100% renewable energy. And they're going to have something that works for everyone. I love Mountain Beach. I love the summer shandy that's out right now. You can't go wrong with the seltzers. The classic avalanche amber ale is always perfect. But there's there's a ton of options. Vanilla Porter, uh, Broncos Country Ale, Fun Slinger, you name it. Check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Also, if you do go full stone cold this summer, brother, and pour a couple of beers on your face, you're going to need some eye protection. 
Take on the sun with gear that's built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, so if you lose or break your pair, even day one, they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. You can shop the entire collection at the brand new location in the Park Meadows Mall, a full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, let's dive into this. So we've talked about some of this uh, last week, but just a brief refresher for you guys. On June 16th, ESPN's Pete Thamel reported on the written notice that San Diego State sent to the Mountain West a board of directors. In the written notice, it included their intent to leave the Mountain West, though they did not want it to officially be taken as um, like a breakup. It was basically like, I am thinking about breaking up and intending on breaking up, but we'll see if I actually get a better boyfriend or not. So hang on. And the Mountain West, unsurprisingly, told them, nah, nah, bro, that's not going to work and actually inform San Diego State that they are taking that as formal written notice of their intent to leave. And as a result, the consequences of that decision come into play, including San Diego State losing their spot on the Mountain West Board of Governors, as well as the upcoming payment from the league that they're supposed to get, which is about $6 million, so that's a big deal. I've seen it phrased online. I believe San Diego State's columnist Mark Ziegler wrote a piece on is the Mountain West kicking out the Aztecs. And no, I wouldn't exactly phrase it like that, but they are standing their ground. And I think that's something that the Mountain West really needed to do here. I think that San Diego State is deserving of a P5 invitation at this point. I think it's coming. Whether it comes before June 30th, I'm not sure. But the Mountain West has absolutely zero incentive to help them. They have no reason to give the Aztecs a reduced buyout. If you can't, meet the deadline, you're going to have to pay the $34 million. That's just how this works. These deadlines are in place to protect the conference, to make sure that schools don't try and strong-arm you all the time and be wishy-washy about their affiliation. And to me, this is a situation where San Diego State might have overplayed their hand a little bit here. Now, when it's all said and done, I expect the Mountain West to negotiate with San Diego State in some aspects. I'm sure a payment plan isn't the most unrealistic thing to happen, even though they initially denied San Diego's uh, San Diego State's request for it. Ultimately, you want that money. And while I do expect some pushback from various members around the league, if you're a school like CSU, Fresno State, Boise State, UNLV, someone who still has aspirations of playing into conference realignment at some point down the line here, you don't want to be too vindictive and burn too many bridges. You still kind of have to have some relationships established, but it is a fine line. You, you do want to hold your ground a little bit. It does feel like that over these last couple of years, as an institution, San Diego state has gotten maybe a, a just a tad 
big for their britches, you know, puffing their chest out. Don't get me wrong. This isn't me necessarily trying to throw shade, but looking at the situation, the Aztecs obviously coming off of this national championship appearance. I understand why they're feeling good about themselves, but it wasn't that long ago where the hoops program was kind of viewed as a good tough team, but fraudulent in the postseason. I mean, we had to deal with those narratives for years and years and years. And while it's been a good competitive football program, I wouldn't say that nationally they're a program that the Mountain West is known for. I mean, to me, that's more Boise and and even Fresno. I'll say it again, because this isn't me trying to get aggregated by San Diego State media. I think that that's a program deserving of being in a P5 program, especially now. They're probably the best option currently uh, available. But like the only reason you're getting in is because USC and UCLA left in the middle of the night. It's still an upgrade for San Diego State. I'm still certainly jealous as a CSU guy. But you've also got to look in the mirror and recognize San Diego State, you're not TCU in 2010. You're not Utah back in the day. You're not even 2011 Boise State. So talk your shit. You should be excited about the future But also, you can't really expect the Mountain West to just completely lay down for you. You don't have that type of pull. You know, you're the best available option for a conference that's on life support. And that's not to say that you don't bring value. The Mountain West is certainly less valuable as a conference without the Aztecs than they are with San Diego State. But it kind of feels like a situation where San Diego State pushed all their chips in the middle here. They went all in, and we still hadn't seen the flop. There's a chance this really backfires for the Aztecs if the cards don't play their way. I kind of doubt it, just based on how much smoke we've had regarding the the linkage between San Diego State to the Pac-12. But what if it turns out that the media numbers aren't going to be beneficial enough by adding them and they just determine it's best to stick with 10, then what do you do if you're San Diego State? Maybe the Big 12 could be in your future, but the Big 12 had an opportunity to grab the Aztecs before and they opted to go with Cincinnati and Central Florida and Houston and BYU. I've seen Aztecs fans float the hypothetical of going independent. Yeah, right. How are you going to afford that if you're San Diego State? You don't have the national following that a school like BYU has or Notre Dame, where you have fans all across the country purely because of religious affiliation, your options are stay in the Mountain West or go to the Pac-12. And if you end up staying in the Mountain West, you're going to have some relationships to mend here. I just think they got the cart out in front of the horse and considering they're depending on the Pac-12 to figure this out and figure it out on a really tight deadline, that's a worrisome position to be in. And while I don't I don't expect the league to end up withholding payments from San Diego State this year. I think it's more about just making them sweat a little bit. But I like that Gloria Navarez and the conference are showing a little bit of backbone here. Yeah, San Diego State probably going to get a a P5 invite, but you're not going to walk all over us. We're not the big sky. We're not the Mac or something. And respectfully, while San Diego State is the best current G5 option for expansion, you don't have a ton of leverage. So I'm really fascinated to see how this next week plays out, what type of statements we end up getting from San Diego State, the Pac-12 as a conference, the Mountain West. We're about less than a month from Mountain West Media Day, so there could be some interesting interactions out there between uh, institutional representation. 
I doubt it gets all that spicy publicly. Usually coaches and ADs don't want to create any drama or mess, but I certainly would love to be able to hear what some of those conversations are like behind the scenes. But whatever happens, you know, we'll be talking about it here on the DMVR Rams podcast. Should have some fun guests coming up here. Really excited to start previewing the season, start diving into these positions in depth. We're so close. I can taste it. We are hopefully going to have Ajan Vivens on the podcast this week. I'll keep you guys in the loop on that. He is transitioning into a career of music. So we're going to talk about that. He has a new single out. Go check that out. It's called All My Life. You can find that on YouTube. You can find it on his social media profiles as well. But yeah, that's all I've got for today. Hope everybody, again, staying safe out there. We'll have more recruiting content coming up likely tomorrow. Uh, But yeah, much love, y'all. Peace. Go Rams. Probably never make it when you listening to that right now. I said we on now.